0: Chapter 30 You shall make an altar on which to burn incense. You shall make it of acacia wood. A cubit shall be its length, and a cubit its breadth. It shall be square, and two cubits shall be its height. Its horns shall be of one piece with it. You shall overlay it with pure gold, its top and around its sides and its horns. And you shall make a molding of gold around it, and you shall make two golden rings for it, Under its molding on two opposite sides of it, you shall make them, and they shall be holders for poles with which to carry it. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. And you shall put it in front of the veil that is above the ark of the testimony, in front of the mercy seat that is above the testimony, where I will meet with you. And Aaron shall burn fragrant incense on it. Every morning when he dresses the lamps, he shall burn it. And when Aaron sets up the lamps at twilight, he shall burn it a regular incense offering before the Lord throughout your generations. You shall not offer unauthorized incense on it or a burnt offering or a grain offering, and you shall not pour a drink offering on it. Aaron shall make atonement on its horns once a year. With the blood of the sin offering of atonement, he shall make atonement for it once in the year throughout your generations. It is most holy to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, when you take the senses of the people of Israel, Then each shall give a ransom for his life to the Lord when you number them, that there be no plague among them when you number them. Each one who is numbered in the census shall give this, half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. The shekel is 20 geras. Half a shekel as an offering to the Lord. Everyone who is numbered in the census from 20 years old and upward shall give the Lord's offering. The rich shall not give more and the poor shall not give less than the half shekel. When you give the lord's offering to make atonement for your lives you shall take the atonement money from the people of israel and shall give it for the service of the tent of meeting that it may bring the people of israel to remembrance before the lord so as to make atonement for your lives the lord said to moses you shall also make a basin of bronze with its stand of bronze for washing you shall put it between the tent of meeting and the altar and you shall put water in it with which Aaron and his son shall wash their hands and their feet. When they go into the tent of meeting, or when they come near to the altar to minister, to burn a food offering to the Lord, they shall wash with water, so that they may not die. They shall wash their hands and their feet, so that they may not die. It shall be a statute forever to them, even to him and to his offspring throughout their generations. The Lord said to Moses, Take the finest spices, of liquid myrrh five hundred shekels, and of sweet-smelling cinnamon half as much, that is, two fifty, and two fifty of aromatic cane, and five hundred of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hin of olive oil. And you shall make of these a sacred anointing oil, blended as by the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it you shall anoint the tent of meeting, and the ark of the testimony, and the table, and all its utensils, and the lampstand and its utensils, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the basin and its stand. You shall consecrate them, that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them will become holy. You shall anoint Aaron and his sons, and consecrate them, that they may serve me as priests. And you shall say to the people of Israel, This shall be my holy anointing oil throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on the body of an ordinary person, and you shall make no other like it in composition. It is holy, and it shall be holy to you. Whoever compounds any like it, or whoever puts any of it on an outsider, shall be cut off from his people. The Lord said to Moses, Take sweet spices, stack thee in Annika and galbanum, sweet spices with pure frankincense, of each shall there be an equal part, and make an incense blended as by the perfumer, seasoned with salt, pure and holy, You shall beat some of it very small, and put part of it before the testimony in the tent of meeting, where I shall meet with you. It shall be most holy for you. And the incense that you shall make according to its composition, you shall not make for yourselves. It shall be for you, holy to the Lord. Whoever makes any like it to use as perfume shall be cut off from his people. Chapter 31 The Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezaleel the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship, to devise artistic design, to work in gold, silver, and bronze, and cutting stones for setting, and in carving wood, to work in every craft. And behold, I have appointed with him Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach, the tribe of Dan, And I have given to all the able men ability that they may make all that I have commanded you, the tent of meeting and the ark of the testimony and the mercy seat that is on it, and all the furnishings of the tent, the table and its utensils, and the pure lampstand with all its utensils, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the basin and its stand, and the finely worked garments, the holy garments for Aaron the priest and the garments of his sons, for their service as priests, and the anointing oil, and the fragrant incense for the holy place. According to all that I have commanded you, they shall do. And the Lord said to Moses, You are to speak to the people of Israel and say, Above all you shall keep my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. You shall keep the Sabbath because it is holy for you. It is a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And he gave to Moses when he had finished speaking with him on Mount Sinai the two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone, written with the finger of God. Chapter 32 When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him, Up. Make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So Aaron said to them, Take off the rings of gold that are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the rings of gold that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a golden calf. And they said, These are your gods. O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down, for your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way that i commanded them they have made for themselves a golden calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said these are your gods o israel who brought you up out of the land of egypt and the lord said to moses i have seen this people and behold it is a stiff-necked people now therefore let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them and i may consume them in order that i may make a great nation of you to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and all this land that I have promised, I will give to your offspring and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of bringing on his people. Then Moses turned and went down from the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, tablets that were written on both sides, on the front and on the back, they were written. The tablets were the work of God and the writing was the writing of God, engraved on the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. But he said, It is not the sound of shouting for victory or the sound of the cry of defeat, but the sound of singing that I hear. And as soon as he came near the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, Moses' anger burned hot, and he threw the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf that they had made and burned it with fire and ground it to powder and scattered it on the water and made the people of Israel drink it. And Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do to you that you have brought such a great sin upon them? And Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord burn hot. You know the people that they are set on evil. For they said to me, Make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So I said to them, let any who have gold take it off. So they gave it to me and I threw it into the fire and out came this calf. And when Moses saw that the people had broken loose for Aaron had let them break loose to the derision of their enemies. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, who is on the Lord's side, come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered around him. And he said to them, thus says the Lord God of Israel, Put your sword on your side, each of you, and go to and fro from gate to gate throughout the camp, and each of you kill his brother and his companion and his neighbor. And the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And that day about three thousand men of the people fell. And Moses said, Today you have been ordained for the service of the Lord, each one at the cost of his son and of his brother, so that he might bestow a blessing upon you this day. The next day Moses said to the people, You have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Alas, this people has sinned a great sin. They have made for themselves gods of gold. But now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, please blot me out of your book that you have written. But the Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. But now go. Lead the people to the place about which I have spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. Then the Lord sent a plague on the people, because they made the calf the one that Aaron made. Hey friends, welcome to The Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we're reading the Bible every single day in order to finish it within a year. My name is James Chase, and, um, uh, way, way to go, hey, hey Ron, that's, that's all I wanted to say. Yep, there's the meme right there in audio form. Did I do it right? I feel like I had to mention that meme today at some point or another. So, yeah, there it is. <laughs> Thank you for joining me in today's reading. Today we have gone through chapters 30 through 32 in the book of Genesis, and now I'm going to talk about some things that stuck out to me. All right, so I'm just going to get right into it. Chapter 32, right? Just it, it, uh, some stuff went, some stuff happened. All right. <laughs> I think it's interesting how this conversation starts or how it happens, because God is talking to Moses in the cloud. And then he says, hold hold up a minute. um, You need to go talk to your peoples because they acting up right now. And you need to go down there and handle them. Because if I go down there and handle them, it's gonna be some problems. So you need to go talk to them before I have to go talk to them. You feel me? <laughs> and I think it's interesting how the Israelites got impatient with Moses because they just assumed that something happened and you know they need to they need to replace this God with one that they can see. And I think that just speaks to humanity because one, we're all we all worship something, and we're all going to give our lives to something. We're all going to allow something to direct and lead our lives. And a lot of people don't want it to be God because as they say, "Oh, oh, you can't see God, you you know, you can't, he's invisible. Like how, how am I supposed to worship a God I can't see? So I'm going to give my life to the things I can see, money, people, pleasure, you know, living in the moment, because those things are tangible. And the weird thing is God shows himself you know, even though he's he is invisible and he, he can't be seen, he shows himself through his creation. And in the case of the Israelites, he showed himself in saving the Israelites from the Egyptians. They even say, Oh, we don't know who the where who this mo we don't know where this Moses, the guy that saved us from the Egyptians. We don't know what happened to him. We don't know where he is. And then right after that, they make this calf. And say, yeah, we're going to worship this thing that saved us from the Egyptians. And it's just like, it's really baffling. But if you look at humanity, we do the same thing because we, we don't see God. And so we say that he isn't worth worshiping. So I'm going to put my faith in money and in myself and in my accomplishments, even though those things are, they don't last forever. I honestly don't think humanity has changed a whole lot. Then Moses comes down and he looks at Aaron and he's like, hey, Aaron, why? But why though? <laughs> and Aaron's just like, I don't know how this happened. You know, they said they didn't know where you was. So they, I told him to give me all their gold. And then I threw the gold in the fire. And all of a sudden, boom, this calf come out. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know. <laughs> he's just like, "Just lies right in front of Moses' face. It's, I don't know, I'm laughing. It's amusing to me uh not so amusing part is when Moses says, Hey, everybody on God's side come over here and uh, kill everybody who's not on God's side. And I know that that part that verse that section of uh, chapter thirty two isn't going to sit well with a lot of people, and honestly, I don't know why that punishment was what it was. All I can say is that the commandment was to not put any idols, not to create any graven image before God and to worship it and this is what the people did. And God is God and he can exact any punishment he wants. And honestly, I think we'd all be mad if someone said that someone else did something that we did. Small example. I have two younger brothers, right? And Growing up, we all just had to do chores around the house. So just say that, you know, I had to mop the floor, right? And, you know, I get my little mop together. I get the little pine saw and, and, and I mop the floor and I like clean the house. You know, up we had what? We had two floors to clean. We had upstairs and we had the middle floor with the living room. So I mop the floor and, you know, I do my thing and I chill and, you know, we're all hanging out and we'll watch TV and my mom comes home. She's like, oh, yeah, like, oh, the look, floor is looking all nice and clean. Like, oh, man, who did this? Then my middle brother says, oh, baby bro, he cleaned the floor. And I'm looking like, bruh, like, why did you Why did you give credit to him? I did the, I did, now I'm mad. Now I, like, what, did, now what you, I'm mad. When, what you, now why? give me a reason to not throw these hands because you just gave credit to, to someone else for something that, that I did. Um, I can't even finish sentences right now. I'm just how, that's how mad I am. And so God delivers the Israelites from the Egyptians, 430 years of slavery, 10 plagues, two doorposts, one Red Sea. And then y'all get to, the, to Mount Sinai, build this tiny golden calf. I don't know how big it was actually. I'm I'm assuming it was small. I've seen different illustrations where it's like actual calf size. But then I've seen some illustrations where it's like the size of a a doll, like a tiny doll. And it's like you guys built this calf and said, this is the thing. This is the thing that has saved us. We will worship it and give it our praise and devotion and sing about it. Not the God that actually saved us from the Egyptians. And then you just you just expect God. Yeah, I don't you just expect God to just said bye. All right. Yeah. That's, that makes sense. Cool. I don't know. I'm I'm sitting here and I don't want to feel like I have to justify it or defend God because honestly, God can do whatever he wants. But I just think it's important that, you know, we, we make note of it and, you know, God is holy and he's righteous and he's outside of time and he's outside of creation. He, he just is. And for people to give credit uh, to something that was created and something that's so small and finite and feeble and tiny, uh, it just, I mean, I I just hope you can see how sinful that, that was. So Moses goes back up the mountain and he does this amazing thing that we've read about before. He intercedes and he offers up his own life in the place of the people of Israel. When he says, but now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, please blot me out of the book, out of your book that you have written. And so, you know, he's talking about the book of life and, you know, he's just, he's offering up his life if God doesn't give the people for their sin. But God says that he will punish everyone who worship the idol with a plague and he does so soon after and that's where it ends there's plague. Moses has to go up probably to get some more tablets because he smashed the ones that he got the first time and the Israelites learn about idolatry unfortunately the hard way I will say two things though Jesus intercedes for us before God the same way Moses did and God never gave up on the Israelites Um, He didn't wipe them all out. He didn't send his plague on all his people. God had a promise to keep to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Israel, to bring his people into a land flowing with milk and honey and to multiply their descendants as numerous as the grains of sand. And I think this moment here shows how graceful God can be and how he always fulfills his promises. Friends, I want to thank you so much for spending your time here listening to this episode. It really means a lot to me. And I'd also like to hear your thoughts. So if you you have any questions, comments, anything you'd like to say at all about what was read today, please don't hesitate to go to the Instagram profile at underscore Peculiar Productions and leave a comment on the video post or comment on the post at Peculiar Productions on Facebook there's no underscore needed there so tell me what things are sticking out to you and what things do you believe god is talking to you about i'd love to hear it thanks so much for listening to the peculiar podcast the podcast where we're reading the bible every single day in order to finish it within a year my name is james chase know that i love you but jesus loved you first i'll see you tomorrow he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, and that he might be the firstborn among many brothers, and those he predestined he also called, and those he called he also justified, and those he justified he also glorified.